We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become the new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes. Stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for the podcast. Are you looking to start your journey in podcasting but not sure how? Kangaroo Firm Media Lab got you covered. Everything you need to know in launching and growing your podcast is here. Book a call now at kangaroofirm.com. By the way, I just released my ebook Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to mikosantos.co/freebook. That is m i k o s a n t o s.co/freebook. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. A Kangaroo Fern production. Coming up next on that podcast is change. Uh, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, quick points that jump out at me is, you know, starting a business is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And the only failure is quitting. So what I see too many times is, you know, somebody will have a great idea or a great concept. Um, and you know this from, you know, launching your podcast business, you know, in the beginning, it may not go like you think. And it normally is not a hockey stick where you just launch something and it just explodes, you know, up and to the right. You've got too many clients, you're making sales. You just can't, you can't control it. You know, you read stories like that and those stories are great, but the majority of the time, it is a very slow grind. Welcome to the Podcast Exchange, the show for early stage podcaster and service providers looking to grow their podcast. If that you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miko Santos, and for this episode, we're talking to Razul Umatalib, founder and CEO of Belancing.com, a freelancing platform. Let's dive in. Hello, uh, Team Pod Fiesta. It's another episode of That Creative Exchange. And today's guest is Razul Motalib. And Razul, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very glad to be here. Thank you so much for your time. So for our audience doesn't know you, can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. Uh, I've been in technology for roughly 20 years. Uh, I started at the very bottom and worked my way up to become a an executive in one of the largest financial technology companies in the world. Um, and over those period of years, uh, I've taken really all the experience that I've accumulated and now transitioned into launching my own platform, blancing.com, which is becoming one of the fastest Uh, freelancing startups, fastest growing freelancing startups uh, in the space. So very happy to be here. I think a lot of this uh, information that we're going to discuss is relevant to your audience. And I think freelancing in and of itself is only at the very beginning of where it's actually going to go. Right. That's great. So how can a startup, say a business, benefit from using, say, if I'm um, 
entrepreneurs starting up as a new entrepreneurs, what do you think is the benefit from using a freelancer instead of direct hire for, for a team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's a great question. Um, what freelancing does is, I mean, there are just so many benefits in it, um, both for the person that is, meaning the individual that is the freelancer, but for businesses, um, especially now, you think about COVID and what it's done to so many businesses, uh, people have had to cut back on expenses, cut back their budgeting. A lot of businesses need specialty functions. They may need one-off projects done. And when they need that, uh, traditionally, they may have had to try to train one of their existing employees to do it, or even go try to hire someone to do it and take on the expense of a full-time uh, employee. What freelancing allows businesses to do is tap into this you know, massive resource pool and get specialists in any one area and hire them for just a one-time job. It saves them a ton of money, and then they can continue that relationship with that freelancer uh, as they might need adjustments or for them to come back and, you know, do additional work for them uh, on an as needed basis. And then for the freelancer, it allows them to, you know, have a job if they want to have a primary job, but also have something that they can have a significant source of income uh, on their own, you know, in the event of, you know, like what COVID has shown us, Maybe something happens where your business has to cut back that you work for. They may have to reduce your hours or they may have to completely let you go. And when people have freelancing as a standard means of income, well, they have a separate income stream where they're not totally dependent uh, on one job or one source of income to sustain themselves. So, I mean, for businesses and the individuals, I mean, there's just so much benefit uh, for both sides. So, if I'm an individual and wanted to say, want to start to start to the freelancing um, industry, how do I start it? Well, I, I mean, it's it's it's, it's uh, I mean, the cool thing about it is it's very easy. Um, and the key is, you know, you want to be good at whatever it is that you're doing, um, because freelancing is very reputation based, um, almost like Uber or, you know, Airbnb, if you, you know, if you're a bad Uber driver, if your car smells, if you get in accidents, if you're really, you can't drive, you know, steady, well, then your reviews, uh, your ratings will go down and it'll impact the amount of clients that you can get. So whatever it is that you do, and the, the, the interesting thing about freelancing is, you know, there, you can do almost anything. So a lot of people think, well, I have to be a, you know, programmer, developer, I have to be some highly skilled thing in order to be a freelancer. Whereas some people start out, if they know how to answer a phone and respond to an email, well, they, they could become a virtual assistant. And, you know, maybe they make 20 bucks per client, or maybe they make 30 bucks per client uh, per, uh, per, per week, uh, but they have 10 clients. So, I mean, that's $300 a week or whatever it is that they charge uh, for somebody that just knows how to answer the phone and check email on the behalf of a business. Um, it, the key is just to be creative, understand how much time you have, think about what type of skills you could offer. If you're good at Microsoft Excel, there are companies and businesses that need somebody to create a workbook for them so they can manage their expenses better 
or something like that. And then certainly if you have very specific skills like website development, if you're a project manager, um, you know, if you're a programmer, if you're social media, if you're good at graphic design, if you're a podcast engineer and you understand how to engineer podcasts, you know, those types of things are very easy to get into the freelancing space. You just want to make sure that whatever clients you take on, you want to over deliver on quality and, you know, because that's what's going to help you to get referrals and et cetera. Um, and that's what separates BeLancing.com from some of the other players is that, you know, you have these large marketplaces with literally thousands of uh, uh, freelancers. And sometimes you hear clients say, you know, it's, it, it's hit or miss if I get somebody that knows what they're doing or not. Um, whereas BeLancing.com is very high touch. We're very much focused on service, quality of service. We help the clients to uh, figure out which freelancers are the best for them. Do they need one freelancer? Do they need a team? Um, because a lot of businesses are new to, to freelancing and they really don't know how to navigate the marketplace. And then we're also developing a lot of tools for freelancers to understand how best to do it, to, to build the reputation and et cetera. So I would say to answer your question, it's all about quality. If you deliver quality, your ratings and your reputation will precede you and you will see clients coming to you uh, to, to, to procure your services at a certain point instead of you always having to go to them. So what types of people should consider doing freelancing? I mean, I would say almost anyone. Um, as I mentioned, you know, it, you know, people think it's more complicated than it is. I believe that freelancing just as a concept in the next five to seven years will become as common as Uber driving or selling furniture on eBay, because I think people are starting to really look for, I don't want to just do one thing anymore, or I just, I don't want to just be dependent upon one job anymore. So what can I do? And, you know, with the advent of these digital platforms, it creates a channel for everyday people to make money doing things that they love. You know, here in the United States, we have, uh, it's probably the same there in Australia. Um, we have a problem where people went to college for something that they love, but when they graduated from college, there was no jobs in that thing that they love. So then they had to go take a career or a job in something that they didn't like just to survive. Whereas freelancing, it allows them to do the thing that they love while they still may have a job in some place that, you know, they have that job just to pay the bills. And then ultimately, you know, the hope would be that they could grow their freelancing space to the point maybe where they don't need the job as much. But really, the sky is the limit. Um, I think everybody has something that they can do to make extra money freelancing uh, on the side. It's just the person really needs to look at themselves and say, how much time do I have? How much time do I really want to commit to this? And then what specific skills can I offer into the marketplace? And you can even go learn something if, if you can't think of anything right out of the bat, right out of the gate. So why did you launch this balancing.com 
is it is it the marketplace is over already overcrowded because there's uh freelancer there's upwork what else on the platform so now? many there, there's so many out there um and that's a great question I'm, i'm glad you asked because i've been freelancing for Uh, a very long time. I would say for, for the duration of my time in technology, I started out freelancing. Um, back when companies didn't have websites, I used to develop websites for businesses who wanted to have an online presence. Um, now, you know, that's just commonplace. It's, it's businesses don't, don't even think about it. Of course you have a website today, whereas in, you know, years prior, that was not the case. And what I saw was on many platforms that you have today, it's really, you're on your own, you know, you, you as a business, you want to go, you know, do a project. You want to go find somebody to help you with a certain thing. You can go to any, any platform and, you know, just try your best, right? You, 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 you type in a project, just trying to figure it out. There's a lot of terminology that a lot of people don't understand and they're just trying to, you know, navigate their way and m maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Um, I find that a lot of businesses uh, have bad experiences uh, because maybe they don't know the right questions to ask or how to engage in these massive marketplaces. So I created BeLancing.com to be more of a boutique, more of a, a um, I'm not sure if they have Chick-fil-A there in, in, uh, in, in Australia, but if you think about McDonald's and Burger King, Um, you know, those are massive franchises. They have, you know, millions of, of stores, whereas Chick-fil-A doesn't have so many. So, it, but it's very much focused on quality of service. People always greet you with a smile. You know, they get you your food. Your order is right. Uh, they get you through very quickly. Um, and they're very much focused on the quality of their service. So BeLancing.com is the Chick-fil-A to the McDonald's Burger King of you know what the platforms that are out there today is that we're very much focused on helping the clients get what they need making sure that the freelancers deliver and then helping the freelancers learn how to do it better so they don't have bad reviews and they get more clients someone listening right now or watching this video to uh, youtube and facebook so how do they gonna if they're interested on going to the bilancing.com platform is that hard to be a member or no what, it, it's, what what qualities and authentication you need yeah well i mean the, the registration is free um you go there and it's it's very simple you know and what we recommend uh we have uh you know two ways that you can offer services you can register and just put in your you know, what you do and what you offer and the categories that you service. And then we have clients that just come there and put in job requests or project requests. And if one is open in your area, then you'll receive a notification and then you can respond and bid on that project. Or if you want to post a service that you offer, let's say you do podcast engineering, um, or let's say you also do uh, mixing and mastering or there are several different things within the podcast space that people need help with. You can, you can create services for each one of those with separate prices. And then you have a business that may go there and they say, okay, this is the thing that I need. And they just purchase your prepackaged service uh, directly from the website. And then you engage with the client, you know, that way. And then obviously at the end, you'll get a review 
we kind of help to, you know, usher that process along to make sure you're okay. And the client is okay. Um, again, very high touch, very high quality. You know, the goal is to make sure everybody um, has the right experience. So is that often internationally or just in, uh, or just in the U S Oh yeah, we're, we're international. So there's, you know, we have a large presence in many of the, you know, dominant uh, freelance marketplaces, United States, Canada, Europe. Um, and, you know, obviously India has a ton of technical resources that are involved. We're starting to see some activity in Australia and Australia market. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, we kicked this off with a shoestring budget and, you know, right out of the gate, you know, we had thousands of uh, freelancers come on and register and the feedback has just been phenomenal. So, I mean, the momentum is clearly picking up, uh, you know, over the next probably 10 months, 18 months, uh, we're just going to see that continue. So another question I have is for security and privacy as well, and make sure the free freelancer on board and freelancing is legit. So how did you protect the the company or the business owner who want to get a freelancer under your platform? Well, when the freelancers register, I mean, we actually reach out to them and, you know, we engage them, you know, especially in certain areas and validate that you are real. You know, there's no, um, we don't have a ton of, you know, just kind of spoofed registrations, if you will, where people are just going in and registering. Um, we validate the registrations. We ensure the people are real. Um, if they answer the questions properly, in a lot of ways, you have to let the marketplace, you know, kind of dictate the results. So like if you went on and registered, we would reach out to you to confirm your identity and confirm you are an actual human being and that, you know, you are who you say you are. But the proof will ultimately be in the pudding of, if somebody hires you to do podcast production and you don't respond to them, um, you know, you're late on your deliverables or your quality is low, uh, that'll come out in the review process. And, you know, there's no payment unless the client, you know, accepts the order, which is fairly standard in the marketplace. But that eliminates a lot of fraud. And that's one of the benefits of using a platform as opposed to you know, going out and trying to find your own person on your own, because once you pay the person the money, you know, there's no security at that point. So using the platform, it secures your money to make sure that, you know, it's an escrow. If the person does not deliver, then your funds are not released. So having that extra layer of security in there, it, it also is an additional thing that prevents fraud, prevents scammers, uh, and prevents businesses from basically losing a lot of money, um, which we see on some platforms that don't have that step. All right. Thank you. Actually, the next question I have is the vice versa question. Is that what if the business owner is the one who is defraud the free, freelancer? How would you... Yeah. How would how what the, what is the option for that? Well, we like I said, we we manage those uh, orders uh, very closely. Um, again, very high touch uh, throughout the entire process. You may have a client that, and we've all had clients like this, that they actually do not intend to be uh, you know play foul or not. You know, they're just a difficult client. 
you know, no matter what you do, you know, you, you, you know, there, there's another question. They, they, they want you to change this. They want to make another edit and you end up spending so much time with them after a certain point, you know, they may not intend fraud, but you have to, you know, bring the order to a close, so to speak. And if you put in your, your service or your contract agreement that you would deliver X, Y, and Z, if those three things are delivered, you, in many cases, a freelancer will say, Hey, we allow, you know, three changes or we allow three or four edits, however many it is. Once it exceeds that point, you have to bring the order to a close. If you need additional services, then you should agree for an additional extension to the contract that would allow the freelancer to get some time for the money uh, or get some money for the time that they're spending um, in that particular order. So, you know, we manage both sides. And the, the whole idea is to make sure the marketplace has integrity to, to maintain the integrity of the marketplace. And so without that management, you have a lot of that where a client is, you know, basically abusing the system in some cases and the freelancer wants to get paid. So they continue to just, you know, make the changes and edits just to try to make sure they don't get a bad review or to make sure that their money gets released. That's where we step in and we manage both sides of the fence. Uh, we want to make sure it's fair for everyone and that the marketplace is healthy. That's great because that's the only that's the concern of both the party. So that's right. It's good to have like a security on both sides. So where do you use where do you see sorry where do you see freelancing going in the coming years? I, I mean, it's going to it, pandemic. Yeah, it's going to continue growing. I think um, you know we launched freelancing.com uh, prior to COVID. Because I think even prior to COVID, freelancing was just becoming, it, it's not there yet. It's still new to a lot of people. And, you know, most freelancing is still done offline with individual handshakes and, you know, person to person. It's not fully digital yet. So we're still at the very beginning. But I think, like I said, within the next five to seven years, you will see it become more commonplace for not just persons like you and me who are in that space, but for regular everyday people, um, I think it's going to continue growing. Uh, it, you know, there, the, the freelance economy com committed, uh, you know, over a trillion dollars to the global economy last year. Um, and with COVID, I think people are now thinking even more about, you know, what can I do outside of my regular job uh, to make money? And freelancing is the answer. It's, it's really the, the, the only answer uh, that you can do at scale. You can get clients all over the world um, from the comfort of your home. And, you know, using the platforms, you immediately have access to all these businesses that, you know, if you tried to get that much publicity on your own, I mean, you and I know how difficult that is. It's, it's very difficult to get that much exposure to that many clients just through social media and, you know, word of mouth and things like that. So, you know, using platforms like BeLancing.com allows people to get up and running faster and get clients and retaining clients and et cetera. So um, I only see it growing over the next uh, few years. And as I said, five to seven years out, I think it's going to grow exponentially. All right. Thank you so much for that, Razul. Not everyone knows that you're also an author as well. 
So can you can you tell us about your book? What is your coffee strategy? So I think you yeah. mentioned in 2016. Yeah, I wrote that uh, back in 2016. And, you know, really it was, um, you know, when you go to graduate school, once you finish, you have a capstone project or a thesis project. And that's the last thing that you do before you get your degree. Um, I spent a lot of time in my career, as I mentioned, 20 years uh, in the technology space. And I worked my way up very quickly um, to the top. And so what I wanted to do was capture everything that I used uh, in order to do that. And what it really came down to, there's a lot of stuff in the book, um, but what it really came down to was relationships you know, understanding how to build relationships. And so the title, what's your coffee strategy? It comes from a concept of if I were to, let's say you were a potential client or you were somebody that I really wanted to meet because I wanted to have access to your network, or I just wanted to know you. Um, people are much more inclined to agree to a coffee meeting than if I were to invite you to dinner or if I were to invite you to lunch. And, you know, the whole reason for that is a coffee meeting could be 10 minutes, it could be 15 minutes, or it could be two hours based on the conversation. But if somebody commits to dinner, well, they know they can't end the dinner in 10 minutes. You know, that, that would mean something went wrong. So, you know, what's your coffee strategy is around building relationships. And that applies both if you have a career, um, probably even more so if you have a business because you know how important relationships are when you have your own business. You know, what do you do? How do you structure a conversation? How do you understand the types of people that you want to meet? How do you actually build a network? Um, what types of questions do you ask on the first meeting versus what do you not do? I find there's a lot of these things that people just don't know. So putting it in a book, it's a very quick read. It's very easy to grasp. Um, and it was all, it was designed to help people to understand that concept. Looks amazing. I'll check that on Amazon. <laughs> All right. What are you excited about this year? Oh, wow. That that's, that's a great question. And that that's an easy one for me. Um, you know, belancing.com is, is just now getting some momentum, you know, it was only launched earlier this year. So it's still very, very young, but you know, already the response has been phenomenal. And so, you know, as I mentioned right now, I'm putting all of my energy, you know, everything that I've learned, you know, I've managed billion dollar platforms in my history. And so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, knowledge and experience that, you know, I was able to take from that and pouring it all into, you know, this platform, getting the word out, raising the awareness um, and just getting people more familiar with the concept of freelancing. Uh, is is what really gets me up. As we talked about, it's it's six thirty a.m. here, and you know I'm very excited to just jump on and have this podcast interview um, because I, I'm you know it really energizes me. So you know all of my my energy right now is on belancing.com and and helping the platform grow. All right, thank you so much for that. So what would you advise? Uh, what advice would you give to someone like? pursuing a career path similar to you right now? Well, you know, it depends, you know, so there's, there's a career path and just technology in general, uh, a career path as a startup um, and, you know, starting a business from scratch. And, and, you know, there, there are a number of things that I would say, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, quick points that jump out at me is, 
you know, starting a business is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And the only failure is quitting. So what I see too many times is, you know, somebody will have a great idea or a great concept. Um, and you know this from, you know, launching your podcast business, you know, in the beginning, it may not go like you think. And it normally is not a hockey stick where you just launch something and it just explodes, you know, up and to the right. You've got too many clients, you're making sales. You just can't, you can't control it. You know, you read stories like that and those stories are great, but the majority of the time it is a very slow grind and it takes a long time. People forget Facebook and Amazon. These companies launched decades ago. And it took them 10, 15 years before they really, you know, took off and people actually knew about them. Google started, you know, almost 20 years ago. I mean, you know, these companies that we all know so well have been around for a very, very long time and they had to just keep going. You know, the, these companies, many of them started in a, in a garage. You know, I have a picture of Jeff Bezos at a, at a very, you know, beat up desk with amazon.com spray painted on his wall. Um, and, and that's how he started it. So, you know, it, it, it's a slow grind. It's a marathon. You know, you have to be prepared to uh, put in the work and, and, you know, really be passionate, really energize yourself to keep going. Um, you know, when the response is not like you dream about it being. And then the last, the other thing that I would say, as I mentioned earlier, is focus on your relationships um, be authentic, uh, follow up on your word. I mean, all these basic things that we all know so well, um, many people don't do. And so when you do those things, it separates you from everyone else. And when you come back around, people say, oh, you know, yeah, I know, you know, him. Yeah, he's, he's great. You know, use that person. You start to really get referrals. And once that momentum kicks off, well, then that's where you really start to see the results. And that might take a year. It might take two years, but you just have to be prepared to put in the work, be consistent, be authentic, and people will feel that. And ultimately people will respond to it. Thank you so much. So next question I have for you is what are the things that you look for in a good entrepreneur's or the red flag that's make a person a bad entrepreneurs? Uh, I think, you know, going back to the marathon, I mean, good entrepreneurs versus bad, it's really about patience. And, um, you know, don't be a quick buck artist. You know, don't be a, you know, you know, I, I always have challenges with people who um, are business, business consultants, uh, and they have never started a business. You know, it's, it's, you know, you, 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 so you can't really know enough about the thing that you're selling because you haven't done it yet, or you haven't had enough time to do it yet. You know, even if you, you, you're starting a business, you already want to be a consultant. So, you know, in, in that you were talking earlier about, you know, how do you secure the marketplace? It's, it's, you know, behaviors like that, that can muddy up the marketplace, make it a bit, you know, uh, you know, you, you can, you can erode the trust in a marketplace um, because people may not even be, uh, you know, ill-willed or they may not have bad intentions, 
but they just did not put in the time. And so the quality of their work is poor and it reflects that. And then the client has a bad experience. And then now, you know, they don't trust that marketplace anymore or whatever it is. So I would say, you know, bad entrepreneur, you know, is somebody that doesn't have a lot of patience. Um, they have a lot of starts and stops. Uh, they're not really committed to the craft. Good entrepreneur, somebody that's committed to the craft. You're always learning. Um, you're engaging other other people like you to learn and build those relationships. And you're committed to the long haul you know that you're going to be doing this five years from now, 10 years from now, no matter what. And you're right now, you're just, you know, you're just on that path that is going to ultimately end in your success and you're, you're not taking no for an answer. So I think that is a good entrepreneur versus a bad entrepreneur. Thank you so much for that. I'm just going to insert another question within the entrepreneur, the good entrepreneur and the bad entrepreneur. So what skills do you look for a mentor or someone you'd like to work under you? Well, that's, that's a, that's a great question. Um, for me, it's, it's tenacity, a person that, you know, I'm not going to say doesn't take no for an answer, but you know, cause there a certain time you need to take no for an answer and, and, <laughs> and go a different path. But, um, somebody that just has the grit, the grit and the will and, you know, a lot of times it comes down to conviction. Um, you know, a lot of people are smart. A lot of people are smart, you know, but it, it takes more than that. And you have a lot of people that are not so smart that are successful because they just had the grit just to keep going. And they, they're not afraid to fail. They're not afraid to, to, to try it. It didn't work out. Um, you know, think about your first podcast. When your very first interview, um, you know, you weren't sure about everything. You weren't sure about all the technology, but you just had to do it. And maybe the first interview was terrible. Maybe you're, the guest just turned off the video and hung up on you. It was so bad. But you know what? You said, OK, that was an experience. What did I do wrong? Let me get my next guest and I'm going to try again. And, you know, you try again. So it, it's all about to me, you, you want somebody that has the the skill they put in the time to learn but you know they they've got to have the grit the determination the conviction um that they're not afraid to try they're not afraid to ask for advice and you know that they also know how to listen um you know one of the curses of youth is you know as a young person you might feel like you know, oh, that, that's just somebody's old. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, but in reality, they've been exactly where you are. And if you listen, they'll save you a lot of time. Um, so, you know, those things are very important if you're just starting out. So what will be this? What will be the summary or takeaway you want someone listening here or watching right now to this? So just a takeaway. What what would you advice for them? Well, I mean, if it's around freelancing, I would say go out to freelancing.com right away. If you're a freelancer, no matter what you're doing, um, go out and register your service. Clients are coming there daily looking for people and, you know, why not be looking for you? Um, it's a great platform to make money. And so, you know, everybody wants more money. Everybody wants more clients go to freelancing.com. In general, 
um, you know, as we were talking about, I would say, you know, be committed to your craft, be committed to whatever it is that you're doing. Understand that, you know, the road is not normally easy. Sometimes things are going to be a little bit tough, but you have to just keep going. And ultimately you will be successful, you know, surround yourself with people who believe in you, who are going to support you um, and surround yourself with people who are already doing what you want to do as best you can, because believe it or not, most people like to help people, you know, especially people that are successful already. And they see somebody that is really, really trying um, because you will remind them of themselves when they were starting out. And a lot of times people who are already successful, they had mentors. So, you know, they look back and they say, wow, I really had somebody looked out for me. I'm going to look out for that person. I'm going to help them out. I'm going to give them some advice and et cetera. So, I mean, the key is just to keep going, surround yourself with smart people, find mentors, be prepared for the marathon. Um, it is a marathon and not a sprint. Thank you so much, Rasul. How can our listener and audience connect with you online? Yeah, I mean, the best way is to go to blancing.com. Um, you know, my contact information is there. And, you know, any communication that I read every single email. So, you know, any communication that comes across, um, I will see it. I respond to it. Um, I like to, you know, as much as I can, I like to develop a personal relationship with as many people on the platform as I can, both on the client side and on the freelancer side. Um, I'm sure as that scales, that might become harder and harder to do. But right now, that, that's what I'm committed to. And it helps me. Um, it helps the people who join the platform um, to be more successful. So I would say go to blancing.com. You know, the email addresses are there. Communicate and I can respond to you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. And um, that's the wrap of our podcast. Thank you for Rasul Matalib for your time. And Absolutely. I hope our listener audience is have a lot of learning on this podcast right now. Thank you so much. And uh, see you again for another podcast episode. See ya. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Don't forget, there's a free podcast course waiting for you over at podfiesta.org. Also, if you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share with them the link or post it on their Facebook wall and say, check this out. It will make my entire month happy. Also, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it thank you so much see you again this podcast is brought to you by kangaroo fern productions australia's independent podcast management book a call at www.kangaroofern.com book now Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com.
K-A-N-G-A-R-O-O-F-E-R-N.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com.